Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the BNG Podcast. This is episode 72. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm your other host, Brody. And uh, we've had, you know, another exciting week. I've had actually quite an exciting week. Before we get into the topic, just to explain to you guys, um, I feel like I'm in some sort of permanent Disney loop, uh, you know, terrible Disney movie. I've had all sorts of wildlife at my work just, you know, come and harass me. Had some geese hissing at me earlier um, earlier in the week. Um, I guess this was last week, technically. Um, but up until this point, there's just been so much wildlife. Uh, so yeah, we had some geese in our garden center at my work, and they were hissing at me and uh, trying to cross the street and get hit, I guess. But I don't know. It, and then we had like baby bunnies, which, you know, that's normal. And then we had a baby deer uh, run into our garden center and some lady tried to kidnap it. So that was fun. Um, she told me she wanted my help into escorting it across the street where the mom was. And she her plan was for me to scare it and her to grab it. But um, I, I, I don't know why her plan was that because just even touching like, uh, like baby animals can deter their mothers, I think. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So uh, that was kind of a stupid idea if I say so. I don't know if you're done your story, but yeah, isn't it like some mothers, if they smell like the scent of not them on the, like, their offspring, they'll just kill them? Like, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah, I know, at least with, like, when birds follow the nest, you gotta be careful with them, and I think the same thing happens to, like, deer in that, because they don't, because they, like, imprint on them, and, uh, when they imprint on them, they kind of leave, like, a, their signature, I guess, and, uh, if she were to touch that baby, like, there's no telling that the mom would even, like, take it in. It might seem strange to her, but, yeah, I don't know, there's just fucking, like, so many animals that have been coming around, and actually, I think the mom tried to come in the garden center first, and then she went away, she went to the parking lot, and then she crossed the street, and then just fucking fawn, I think, it's a fawn, sure, um, Waltz is in the fucking garden center, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, at first the lady was like, excuse me, and I was like, this was at the end of my shift, and I'm like, I don't really want to deal with this. And I'm like, yes, in my best customer service place. Um, and she's like, a baby deer ran in here, and I just kind of looked at her blankly, and I went, okay. <laughs> like, I was so done with the day that I really didn't care. And then she's like, can you help me grab it? And I'm like, what? And I kind of just went back to doing my thing with trying to ignore her. And then she's like, excuse me, can you help me? And I'm like, okay, I guess. And, uh, yeah, then I just ran right past her anyway, so she didn't even grab it. And then she got really, like, upset because it ran out. But I'm like, what did you expect was going to happen? It's fucking terrified deer, like, it's not a dog, you know? You can't just tell it, come here, boy. That's not how that works. I mean, you could try, but I don't know how far that would get you. <laughs> Come here, dear. Come here. <laughs> like, I don't think that would work very fucking well. Probably not, no. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of my week. Um, actually, today, uh, as of recording Monday, um, I had quite, quite a fun time when I left work today. I was helping one of the cashiers 
load up some shingles, so I had to stay a little bit late. Um, but that's fine. They'll pay me overtime. I don't care. But I ended up dislocating my knee, and it popped back into place right away. But uh, for right now, it's very painful. So at least I have an excuse to sit down at work now. Um, they can't really say much unless they want to pay for my fucking hospital. Well, they don't even pay for a hospital bill because Canada. But, you know, if they want to get sued, I'll sue them. But, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. What are we talking about today, Brody? Today we're talking about an old work story of ours. One of them. So there was a we we've talked about our old work before in the past, and um, we have told quite a few stories. Our first episode, episode fifty, was actually talking about um, some work stories, and we've done a few. I think we did one other uh, episode. So we thought we'd talk about some more work stories, and also we were going to put a poll out this week, but I. Um, I just got really busy and didn't have a chance to. So one of the ones that uh, still sticks in my memory, unfortunately, is the time I almost got married off. Um, Brody actually brought this one up. I think it was in the topics thing uh, list. But uh, yeah, I guess I kind of have to tell the story because I don't know what you were doing. I think you were busy uh, delivering food or something. I was probably doing honestly fucking nothing, to be completely honest with you. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, goddamn slacker. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much to lay this out for you guys, because we haven't really explained how this, um, how our work was really set up, I don't think. Or if we did, we'll give a refresher in this episode, because obviously not everyone listens to every episode. Terrible fans. Um, the way that this hockey rink, because that's what it was mainly, was set up is you have the main floor with all the like general admission seating, like a regular hockey rink would. And then upstairs is the suites, which is where Brody and I worked. And um, there was 24 suites altogether. There was 22 regulars and then two really big ones, which were called the community suites, um, which people could rent. Now... I can't remember. I think the one of the companies, because like they're all companies that own these suites, and then uh, or they just uh, buy them and rent them out. One of these suites had rented them out to a bunch of, well, I'm just gonna say it, cougars and uh, similar women of the of uh, the of similar nature. So these cougars were in this one suite, and all night. All, all I could hear about them, and to give context, I had really long hair back then. And all night, all I could hear was, that guy has really nice hair, or look at that young man with his really nice hair. Doesn't it look so nice? Oh, that, that young man is really nice looking. Mm. So I heard that all fucking night, and I knew they were talking about me, because every time I passed, it was, they were talking about me. And they got really fucking drunk. I'm pretty sure it was, they had, like, a shit ton of white wine, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think they paid. I'm pretty sure it was at, like, a country concert of some sort. That's where all the cougars, drunk cougars come out to play, I guess. Um, near the end of the night, one comes up to me who wasn't even the girl that... Well, I guess I'll just explain it. One of, the, one of them came up to me and just flat-out asked, How do you feel about marriage? Um, <laughs> and... I didn't really know what to say at that point because I knew she was intoxicated, but like 
it was still a fucking weird question to be asked. No one really, no one really expects that kind of question. Um, I don't really remember what my response was, but I'm pretty sure it was something like, you know, um, it's not for me, you're, you know, not yet, or something like that. Um, and apparently it wasn't for her, because she was like, I don't know, 50. I think it was just a 45-year-old or something that... Bless you. <laughs> that it was like a, her friend that she was trying to set me up with, but it was still really fucking weird, because... Uh, this was a couple years ago, so I think I was about 19 or 20, and not to discriminate, but I'm not into the cougars or the milfs. Well, it depends who the milf is. <laughs> what, is what am I saying? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. There are some young milfs out there now. That's all I'm saying. You gotta say into the mic if you want that to be in. Some of them are like eighteen. Yeah, no. Some like moms are getting like younger and younger, like through the generations. It's definitely weird. I think so, at least. Well, yeah, because like anyone is a milf as soon as they become a mother, and like that used to be a term that was only given to people that were you know like older, because um a few generations ago, or even last generation, like, our parents, like, he never heard of, um, MILFs being, like, under, under 30, but, uh, I have, I have, like, most of my exes now have children, so, I mean, that's our generation, and technically they're MILFs, like, it's just fucking weird, but these were older MILFs, um, but that's one story that stuck with me, uh, and I still tell it to people who, you know, either didn't work with me or never heard the story, because, as terrible as it was, it's uh, it's still a story to tell, and it's uh, still interesting. Have you ever, Brody, had any experiences with being hit on or married off to milfs or cougars? I mean, um, I don't know how appropriate this story is gonna be, but um, I used to date well, actually, quite a few. I guess you could call them milfs. Um, one of them was fucking like seventeen. And her kid was, like, just born. And me and her dated. So, I mean, I've dated, like, a couple of them in my life so far. And hopefully that stops because kids are the Antichrist. And I don't need none of that shit in my life. But other than that, no, not really. Older, like, older, older ones trying to marry me off. More ones my age. Yeah, I don't know. It, that's what I mean. Like, MILF is kind of stigmatized in the fact that it's mainly attributed to older women, but I feel like that meta has changed a bit um, just with newer generations. But uh, moving on, let's not make this episode about MILFs. <laughs> we already discussed that enough. Um, I don't know if you want to go into the next one, considering I talk quite a bit about the... Uh... The other one, did you want to go into the time that our boss, who we will call, um, I don't even know <laughs> what name to give her. Okay, uh, do you want to go in the time that our boss locked herself out of her own vehicle and we had to go pick her up? Yeah, honestly, that is kind of, it's kind of strange having our boss, like, sh we shoved her in the backseat of my truck, which probably didn't help anything, you know, like... <laughs> 
I don't really remember what the fuck happened, but it was we had a big concert in town and it was like super hectic around like our work. So everyone's like rushing around to get stuff done and our boss had to like run home and I think she changed or like had to grab something. And then she ended up like leaving her keys in her car when she locked it. And so we had to drive pretty much all the way well, pretty much all the way across town to go get her. And then drive all the way across town and rush to get everything set up for this concert. And it was, oh, it was, it was rough. Like if that didn't happen, the whole day still would have sucked because that concert just, for lack of better words, it was might as well been a bloodbath because everything that could have went wrong pretty much went wrong that night. I don't know. You want to say who was here? Um, just to go into a little bit more context, because I do remember what happened uh, at the beginning. So our boss went with one of the other managers um, to, I think it was the other manager's place, because it wasn't our boss's place, because I know where she lived at the time. And they both locked their phones and their keys inside our boss's vehicle. And so what happened is our boss, with the last like 5% remaining on her tablet, Facebook called Brody to come pick her up because she locked everything in her vehicle. And meanwhile, while this was happening, while we were driving across the city, um, our boss got a call from the paramedics because one of the cook, the line cooks, had a seizure and passed out. And he got caught, thankfully, and wasn't too badly hurt. Um, but he was, like, carrying a knife and everything. So it was, like, really fucking sketchy and dangerous. Um, but, yeah, like, that also happened. And then the assistant manager who was with our boss was freaking out about it. And our boss pretty much just flipped out on her, like, get your shit together. Like, you can't fucking change anything. He's on the way to the hospital. You can't do anything. So, I mean, that whole night was just fucking mental. You know? I mean, the whole night was a pretty big disaster just because, and just to give the lowdown, it was Valentine's Day because, um, We'll just fucking say the bad name because it doesn't really matter. It was Headley. And Headley always comes to our city on Valentine's Day. It's just something they do. Um, you poor, poor bastards that get drugged to a Headley concert by your girlfriends on Valentine's Day. But after that, like, like Brody said, it was a rush to get everything set up. And after that, it was literally we were running from the time, from the time we got there because we had started to set up Brody and I. And then we got the call. And then from the time we got back to the time we left, we were running around the entire night. And it did not stop until that show was, not even when the show was over, because we had to clean up. Like, it didn't end until we finally left the fucking building. And you know one thing I kind of think about back now is why both of us went? When, like, literally one of us could have stayed and, like, set stuff up so it wasn't so goddamn hectic. You know? yeah it's funny that you say that because i remember that vividly i remember that day so well um when she called you you looked at me and you're like you want to come and i was like i should probably stay but i was like yeah why not and i think that pissed her off more than fucking locking her own like keys in the vehicle but she couldn't really say anything because it was her fault we were there in the first place but yeah looking back at it i definitely should have stayed and you should have just gone and picked her up but um Oh, well, um, what else is new? As, as our boss famously has said, we always have our dicks attached. So um, why would that be any different?
Yeah, no, I definitely uh, can say I'm going to miss working for her. was one of the best bosses I've had, hands down. Um, especially with all like the uh, dick jokes and dick catchphrases he threw our way. It was, it was to like, and a person that's listening might be very disgusted by that, but it's just who our boss was. And it definitely made working for her a lot better time. Yeah, and if if she ever listens to this, um, she knows like that we we've called her like the best boss we've had. But it's true, like she made an atmosphere of wanting to come to work. There was other people there that didn't like made us not want to. We've told stories in the past about the bartenders that were just disgusting and they left their stations horrible, and we didn't want to come back after that. But she made it worthwhile because it was enjoyable to work there. It was fun, but. It wasn't too fun that we didn't take her seriously. We knew when we pushed her too far. We knew when she was really pissed off. You could just tell fucking vein pop in her neck. It's okay. Um, and But, like, we knew not to push her past that point, except for the time that Brody called her old. But um, <laughs> if you can hear Brody laughing in the background, um, we are filming in a quite open space. Um, we're trying to mute ourselves, but that was quite a funny moment. Um, I don't know if you want to recant that. See, the worst part is I remember, I vividly remember doing it, but I don't remember why. Like, I think she went to the gym or something the day before and, like, did legs or something because she was hobbling around. And I think we were stalking one of the bars and she went, like, hobbling by. And I don't remember exactly what I said. But I'm like, what's, I think I said, like, what's wrong, grandma or something? And she just stopped dead in her tracks and glared at me. And, like, just, you could see that vein in her neck just pulsating. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was sitting there trying not to burst out laughing because I knew I was going to get in shit immediately. Yeah, I, uh, and, and you, that was during a concert. It was when we were going back to the office. Um, and she was lifting something heavy and she was struggling with it. But I, I remember standing beside you and like, he didn't say anything about it. Like he just fucking went for it. And I just looked at her and I looked at him and I'm like, I'm going to witness a murder right here. Like, this is it. He's dead. I'm going to be doing the whole fucking like rest of the season by myself. And, and our boss is going to be in jail. Um, should be kind of ironic right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the Headley story, which, um, sticks in our mind, uh, quite well. What are we at? We're at 20. Um, right. So moving on another bad night, you know, I say bad night, but in the long run, it was stressful, but it was also fun. Um, in the fact that we, we got to run around a lot and, and, um, Visit a lot, and a lot of the fun that came with that job was the sweet owners themselves, because some of them could be real assholes, but some of them we remember fondly, and you know I'm still friends with some of them, and they're really good guys. Um, but one night that sticks out as really bad was night Brian Adams was there. Um, so I have mixed feelings because he like he's a good musician and I like his music, but he just seems like an arrogant asshole, to to put it bluntly. Um, this is all my opinions, please don't sue me, Brian Adams. But to start off, he didn't want to be near the kitchen because he's vegan and doesn't like meat, so he didn't want the smell of meat, so he had to be relocated. 
which is annoying in itself, not for us, but just for management, which made things even more stressful. Um, and then he didn't want popcorn in popped at all. Um, I can't remember what the reasoning behind that was, but he, so we couldn't have popcorn, which pissed people off because they wanted popcorn at the show. Um, and another one I heard was he didn't like people to look him in the eye because he thought he was above them or something, or that it was disrespectful for the workers to look him in the eye. I don't know if that's true. I told Brody if I fucking saw him, I'd look him dead in the eyes, um, but we never saw him, so I couldn't do that. Um, but the worst part of that night was this is a hockey rink, mind you, an event center. And I found out just before I quit that the reason this happened is because the building was designed as a hotel and not an event center. We ran out of ice on a concert night. These nights were way more stressful than hockey games. Hockey games were, you know, um, straightforward. You set up, people come, they eat, they drink, you clean up, you go home. Concerts, whole different story. You had to move bars. You had to get beer upstairs. You had to get liquor upstairs. You had to move shit around. You might have, you might have had to set up a temporary suite down on the floor level. Um, so, you know, you're moving shit constantly. Well, both our ice machines broke. The one that we had in the bar and the one we had in the kitchen. And holy fuck was it a shit show. Um, like, they literally had to go out and buy bags of ice. And... Um, I think a lot of the places that have bagged ice are actually outside in those freezers outside. Now, the only problem with that is, which I have a large story that's kind of similar, is all that ice is compacted together and frozen together in one big block. We literally had to throw those bags on the fucking ground and on the countertops to, like, break them apart. And the bartenders still were fucking hacking at them with chisels, or not chisels. <laughs> <laughs> they were hacking at them with the ice scoops like it was a chisel. Um, so that night was terrible. Like Everyone had worn beer, which was disgusting to think about, and they didn't have any ice for their drinks. It, it was a shit show again. Um, but, you know, once we got past the whole fucking ice thing, it was a decent concert. Um, I don't like him as a person, but, you know, his music's all right. Uh, that's kind of all I remember from that concert. Um, it was... Yeah, a lot of the stories aren't even, like, that they're bad. It was just busy, like, really busy. Um, um, another story, did you want to go into the girls with the carts? Oh, God, let's see if I remember the story in detail or not. Bullshit. What? Bullshit yeah, pretty much. So, like... From what I can remember, me and Brandon, I think this was after an event. So, like, after the events, people can stay around and drink and socialize for a bit afterwards. So, me and Brandon, we're doing, we're, we have, like, the big garbage bin upstairs because we're cleaning all the sweets out. We're dumping the garbage. We're cleaning the ice bins out, all that fun stuff. And we each have a cart and, you know, our radios and some garbage bags and stuff on our carts. Like, no big deal for us. And I think I was on the far side. I don't think me and Brandon were together. But... Um, one of the suites had a bunch of drunk women in them. You know, it's after, I don't think it was after an event. Like, I don't think it was one of the hockey games or something, but so they decided to steal our cart. Um, keep in mind, our radios are on this cart and there was like cleaning rags and like garbage bags and stuff. And so they steal our cart 
and they go for a jury on it. Like there's uh, one one of them was like on top of the cart, and so they're like running down the hallway towards the elevator, and they manage to get down the cart or <laughs> get the cart down the elevator, I should say, and they're. I don't remember if they actually figured it out or not, but they were trying to use the radio, which is probably the funniest part. Because at this point, like Brandon had called me over or I called him over, whichever it was. And we're watching from above these, <laughs> this junk girl on the cart and the guy trying to use the radio. <laughs> it was fuck- I think after a while we told them how to use it. I don't remember. Cause I think like Sherry answered, like our, our boss answered the radio and she's like who is this <laughs> meanwhile it's these drunk people on the carts and i think we we wrangled them back upstairs and they were back in their suite and we had the rest of them cleaned out by now and so we weren't really paying attention to them and one of the one of the women that were in there had a cast on i don't know if it was her arm or her leg but she decided her to leg. try oh god that was loud it was like okay had a cast on her leg and tried to decided to try and jump into the garbage bin for whatever reason, you know, all like the garbage and like gross shit that we have in there. She decided to try and jump into it. Thank God we were nearby. Well, actually I think her friends are the one that <laughs> pulled her back. Cause <laughs> she looked right at me and to give it context, it was like a fairly big thing. It was like, I don't know, four feet um, off the ground. Off the ground. That's probably not the right way of phrasing it, but it was like four feet high. Um, so you know, it was a decently high thing. It was on wheels, so you, and it, they're called tilt trucks, so you could literally tilt it forward to dump the garbage out. Um, but she looked right at me and she's like, "Do you think I could like jump in this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." <laughs> but then her friends were like, "No, no, you're cast, you're cast." She's like, "All right," and then she just kind of looked at me and was like, "You were gonna let me do that?" And I'm like. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's another memorable night. Um, I feel like we called them the Kardashians because they were super fucking wasted on just white wine, um, which is pretty much all they drank, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was that night. I'm pretty sure that was also a country concert. I feel like a lot of the crazy bitches come out during the fucking country concerts. Um, what else do we have? Do you want to, I don't know if you have any stories about your last days at Canal, at the, I don't know if you have any stories about your last days at the event center. See, I don't really remember my last days because there, um, a position opened up that I could go be the head of warehousing. So I did that for quite a while. Um, but I don't really remember if I actually went back to Sweets or not before. Well, I think I did, but it wasn't for very long that I went back up to Sweets before I like the end of the season and then like never really went back kind of thing. Um I just I was gonna just butt in here. Uh you did come back to Sweets because I remember we had a few people and here's the thing about when we worked at that event center is I trained a lot of people. I think by the end of my time there, I trained about 10 or 11 people. Um, Brody was there the longest. He stuck around the longest, and he was the best one that I trained. Aww. Yeah. They won't hear that, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, he was the best worker that I trained in that position. But after he left, I had a hell of a time trying to find someone. You know, I went through three or four other people, 
Um, and then eventually I got them fired, I think. <laughs> I'm really bad. I, I mean, it sounds bad when I say that, but I got a lot of people fired there not because they didn't deserve it. They deserve to get fired, mind you. The guy that was supposed to train me there was useless. Um, so Brody and I got him fired. That was fun. But then that was left a position open for him. So then Brody came back to Sweets for a bit. Um, and then he was there from when he went back to Sweets until the following summer. And then he, he, he abandoned me. <laughs> Gotta do me like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I honestly... Like, even while I was still working in Warehouse, I still was up there a lot, even though I really shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, I was always running around a lot because I had, you know, a lot of things on my plate because I was managing, like, inventories for all the concessions and stuff there and down in the kitchen and the freezer and stuff. So I was doing a lot of shit like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like like Brandon had just reminded me of the one time I was doing an order for our kitchen and I was just going through it like as quick as I can because, you know, there's, I have a list a thousand things long to do. And I was ordering produce for the kitchen for an upcoming event and I wasn't paying attention. I almost ordered a thousand heads of lettuce instead of like 10. And that would have been a big whoops. That would have, I would have, that would have been hard to explain that one to the bosses upstairs. Um, but no, I can't, I don't know. Uh, I know that we goofed off a lot cause our boss was pretty lenient most of the time, but I knew when my like last few days were coming, I fucked around a lot and Brandon can probably attest and our boss can attest to that too. <laughs> but it was all in good fun though. Like it was definitely a job that if the original ones that were still working there when me and Brandon were there. If they went back, I definitely would go back just for that atmosphere again, like we mentioned before. Yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely a different type of job because there was just so many different aspects. Like my job now, I I like it. You know, it's a job. Um, but every day at that event center was different. You got a different experience with different people. Um, you know, the servers were different, the bartenders were different, but the only, like, constant was Brody and I were there all the time. You know, we were, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to brag too much, but I feel like in our prime, we were the, probably the hardest workers there, at least minimum wage workers. I'm not going to go into how long our boss was there some days. She was there for like 16 hours sometimes. But I feel like we were probably the hardest part-timers there. And we put a lot of ourselves into that job. Um, and, yeah, uh, to go into my last days, like, I'm trying to think of when it was. So we had a concert in May, I think. It was the Godsmack Volbeat concert, I believe. And that was our boss's last show. She was actually supposed to, or that was supposed to be her last show, and then she stayed for a month extra because they needed her to stay. But our our boss, who Brody called old, that one, um, she she left and she told us she was giving the, her notice. And honestly, I had always said to everyone around me that if my boss were to quit, I was going to quit because she was the only reason I could stay working there and be happy with it because. 
there were a lot of things wrong with that job, like there is with every job. And she made a lot of that better by just standing up for her workers. And because I was such a hard worker, she had no problem sticking up for me. So she made it manageable. When she quit, that building fell apart. Like, I don't, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. And if Brody was <laughs> there to see that, he would attest to it. Um, I have another friend that I got hired there that could definitely agree with me. But that building fell apart when she quit because nobody knew anything about what was going on. And I got micromanaged all the time. And my boss there was just, I didn't agree with her methods and she was doing a terrible job at what, what it was supposed to be. Like what her job was supposed to be. She was just doing a terrible job at it. She actually got the manager for the concessions and bars to quit because she couldn't work with her. And you know, it really sucked because I really liked that job. But to go into some stories, uh, there was a dress code there, which Brody ignored when he was there, but that's okay. Uh, you were supposed to wear black pants or black dress pants and your uniform shirt. Well, for the last eh, two or three months I was there, I wore pants, jeans, blue jeans. Um, so, you know, going against dress code didn't give a shit. They didn't say anything because I was literally the... In suites, I was the longest um, working person there. Like, I was there the longest out of everyone because the others, like, servers and everything quit. So up in suites, I was literally the person that had been there the longest. I knew the most about everything. And um, so I just wore jeans. They didn't say shit. Um, and sometimes I didn't even wear my fucking uniform shirt, but that's fine. Um, and I also brought this flask that I bought off the internet and I started just drinking out of it. I didn't put any alcohol on it, but it was just to see what reaction I could get out of the new manager. And one day she comes up there while I'm drinking out of the flask and she just looks at me and she's like, Brandon, if I didn't need you, you'd be fired. <laughs> and I was like, you're not going to fire me. You have nobody. Nobody knows what my job is. You haven't got me to train anyone. And um, now every time I go back, obviously it's different because COVID, but um, every time I go back, I just go through all the employee-only areas. No one says anything because they know me. And uh, like I said, I was a hard worker and I was trustworthy as far as they know. Um, but no, like they trust me and they don't really care. I literally go behind the bars and they don't really say shit. Um, so, you know, overall... As I don't think we'll really be talking about this again. We might bring up a few stories here and there, but we won't make a whole podcast about it. Overall, that place was great to work, and our boss was great to work for. But, um, you know, just like everything, it comes to an end. And uh, as as bad as it was, like, I, I, as bad as this is to say, I had dreams about working back there constantly after I quit just because I enjoyed it so much and I liked the atmosphere and I missed the people. I actually debated going back, um, but then COVID happened and everything kind of shut down. So I didn't end up going back, but do you have any last words on that? Um, no, by far in like the quite a few years I've already been working. I've been working since I was 15. I'd still say that to this day, that will forever, more than likely forever, be my favorite job. Mainly for, like, having friends to work with and good staff to work with and a good boss. And not even our boss. Like, the concessions boss was tolerable but good on some days. 
and the kitchen staff that came and went some of them were also really good and like the food and beverage manager was the one that we worked with the most or at least i worked with the most was just an all-around fucking great guy like i was really sad to see that when he left it was definitely downhill from there because i wasn't very fond of the new um, person that replaced him but i mean everyone comes and goes like that's how life is but yeah in closing i'd say that'll for always wow always and forever be my favorite job Yeah, that, that place is definitely great to work for. The only problem, well, one of the only problems for me anyways, is it was so fucking far away, because if you guys don't know, I don't really drive. I don't know why I said really, as if sometimes I do. I don't drive. Um, so it was like all the way across the city for me, which was a bit annoying. Um, so that was uh, that was kind of a bottleneck for me. Otherwise, I might have stayed there. I might have pushed through it. But uh, looking back at it, I'm glad I didn't, because I wouldn't have a job right now. Um, I have a few friends there that don't have jobs right now or had to find different jobs because of COVID. So I guess I should be grateful for that. But yeah, um, I guess we can keep going though for a little bit. Uh, I just put on here that I wanted to talk about the time I worked at a hotel. Um, I feel like, I think it's a four star. Is there a three star or four star hotel? I can't remember. Um, but it's our only, like, really, quote-unquote, fancy. A lot of the areas are shitty, like, really shitty. Um, the older parts are. The newer parts are really nice. I've been in some of, some of the rooms. Um, but I started there, fuck, what year was it? It must have been 2018, I think. The summer of 2018, I started there, and that was my job. I was in banquets. So, you know, I was, and I was also working at the event center at the time. So I was working suites and banquets. And. Um, Why are you bitch? Ouch. Um, but yeah, when I started there, it was a bit of a. a, a baby. Uh, hmm. Okay. When I started there, it was a bit of a different feel from suites because it was so casual in the event center. Um, not even like a tire or whatever, just because it was like we said with her boss, she was really laid back. Um, I had to wear a tie and like all black, and I had to have a name tag on me at all times. And it was like there were some really fancy events, which I get, but I feel like it was a bit over the fucking top. Um, and I enjoyed working there for a while. Eventually, some of the cooks there were just fucking cunts. Like I can't even be nice about it. They were assholes, and they were mainly the main reason I quit. Um. But a few of the, a few of the most memorable, memorable. Wow, I really can't talk tonight. A few of the most memorable moments were just when me and the other workers kind of just screwed around. Um, a few of us are still friends this day, and we have some group chats going that we never talk in. We're terrible for it. It's fine. But um, this one time, which I think is my most memorable story, I tell it a lot because it's funny. Is when I got harassed by the God Squad, as I, re as I fondly refer to them as. So to set the scene, um, this was the biggest, like one of the biggest events we do. Well, I, I say we as if I worked there, but it was one of the biggest events that happens there, which is the Cowboy Country Church, I think it was called. It was either that or the Businessman Church. I can't remember. One of them. In which there was probably about a thousand chairs put out. Um, 
for a thousand people to go to this fucking event, which I don't even know what it was because I didn't really pay attention. I assume it was some sort of sermon, but at the end, one of the guys that heads the whole operation, like he plans it and he books the place, he was helping us clean up and he comes up to me one time. Or well, it was only one time because I think I only I only work for one of their events because they only do it every so often. He comes up to me and he just says, um, "Have you heard the word?" And you know, I was just doing my job. I didn't expect to be harassed. So I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Have you heard the word of our Lord Jesus Christ?" <laughs> and I just I kind of stood there and I'm like, "No, not really." And he's like, "Do you need to be saved, son?" And I'm like, safe from what? And he says, save from your sins. <laughs> and to, to put this in context, I'm not religious at all. In fact, I've mentioned on the podcast, I don't believe in Christianity. Well, it's not that I don't believe in Christianity. I just don't follow it. Um, believe what you will with that. Uh, but like, I don't follow Christianity. I'm not a religious person. So for him to say this is a bit weird. And I'm like, uh, no, like I don't need to be saved. And he's like, what is on your mind, son? What what worries do you have? And he was Southern, I'm pretty sure. But I was like, well, you know, like, there's college if he wants to pay for my college. And uh, he, he replies with, if our Lord can create the sun, the moon, and the stars, don't you think he could do that for you, son? And I say back to him, but I thought the Big Bang created the sun, the moon, and the stars, sir. Um, <laughs> and then he says, That is lies told to you by scientists. They're the devil's work. They're demons from hell. They don't know what they're talking about. And uh, the conversation ended with me getting Jesus' phone number and email address. Um, it was mainly, it was a business card, and I had a fucking phone number on, and like a quote from the Bible, and an email address, and it just said Jesus on the back. Um, and then I was given another one to give to my coworker, and then finally my manager came over and saved me. He's like, yeah, I need your help with something. And then as soon as we got out of earshot of that guy, I was just like, thank you, Cameron. Sorry, Cameron, I name-dropped you. Um, but <laughs> then I told the other guy, or I gave the other guy the card, and... You know, he went to go do his job or whatever. And literally five minutes later, he harassed him and pretty much gave him the exact same spiel. And as funny as that was, I just want to preface this with something. If you're religious and you push your agenda like that and force people to join your culty type religion, I mean, that's just kind of a scumbag move. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. I don't really believe in, never have or never will really believe in religion. That's never been. That's sorry. I got distracted there. Don't mind me. Uh, pictures. What? Um, anyways. Um, yeah, no, it's even with my parents taking me, take me to church and all that fun stuff. Um, I've never really, I guess, believed because there's no like. I look at things through like facts and proof and like actual data. And there's no proof that like any sort of like God exists or like higher power besides Donald Trump <laughs> or like anything <laughs> or anything like that. That's kind of why it's hard for me to have, I guess you could say faith and stuff like that. Cause there's no hard facts. There's no proof. There's no evidence. 
people will say there is, but it's like, oh, Jesus touched this rock. Uh-huh. Okay, I bet he did. Someone named Jesus touched that rock. And I know, people have things they believe in, and I'm not here to like trash that. If you think that like Jesus heals and he like helps you with all this stuff, more power to you. If it helps you get through a rough time, I'm not gonna be the person to say that, oh, it's all fake and this is all wrong. But to me, my opinion is it's not real. But as we've said many times before, we're not here to bash people. Everyone has their own opinion. But that is mine. Yeah, so I don't want to go too far into this because we are nearing the end of the episode. But I feel like religion and spirituality are two different things. For me, I don't believe in organized religion, but I do believe in spirituality in some sense. Because spirituality doesn't have to do with any religion, you know? It can just be your way of thinking, your way of life, your mentality. Um, a lot of even, I know this is going back into religion, but a lot of Buddhism just believes in um, just spirituality of self. And, you know, they're very high into self-care and um, respecting everyone, respecting others. And in that sense, I believe I'm spiritual because a lot of Buddhist... Um, thinking and ideologies reflects what I think. Um, one quote that I try to live by now that I heard, um, this isn't to do with Buddhism, but uh, I think it's important, and I shared it on Twitter and Facebook, is happiness is not a goal, it's an experience. And I feel like that's the same with everything, is it's an experience, not a goal. You always have people who are like, I need to be happy, I need to be confident, I need to be fulfilled. But they're not goals, they're experienced. You can experience fulfillment, you can experience confidence, and you can experience happiness. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a goal. You shouldn't focus on it. It'll come and go like everything else in life. Um, yeah, I don't know how this went from being locked out of a vehicle in Headley to religion and spirituality, but... I enjoyed this conversation. I liked it. Uh, we always end up going down these rabbit holes, but maybe I'll do a whole episode where I just um, talk about spirituality. Who knows? But those are just some phrases that I like to live by. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, don't push your political agenda on me uh, or your religious agenda on me while I'm working, please. And that's the thing. I would uh, I to try not to go down this rabbit hole, but. I am open to hearing your side, but if you're not open to hearing mine, it's not a conversation. You're just yelling at me loudly in 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 religious. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. We can talk about spirituality or something on another episode if we really wanted to. I mean, we'll end up talking about it eventually again. But this time, I will be putting a poll up, um, so hopefully that goes well. Uh, I started streaming this week. Um, I don't think I'll stream tonight because I'm fucking tired. Or maybe I will anyways, who knows. Uh, go check my channel out at twitch.tv slash canadianwalker. And go check my channel out What's at... Done! Fucker! <laughs> go check my channel out at twitch.tv slash canadianwalker13. Bitch. Don't you mean 12? Fuck off. <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely go check Brandon out. I helped him set his... Turn your mic off. Oh, shit.
as I was saying, definitely go check Brandon's stream out. I helped him set all of his stream labs and stuff up and got his webcam set up and he's he has what a couple hours under his belt, I think. I had a nap while he streamed, so I didn't want to disturb him. But that happened and then yeah, no, he's I don't know. He's gonna be streaming The Last of Us until the second one comes out. So if you're into that kind of thing or you wanna just come hang out and get a good laugh, go check out his stream or if you want to come watch me uh, weep a lot and get mad at a game, uh, it's twitch.tv slash brodytie, because I play a lot of Skate from Tarkov, and I cry half the time. It is spelled Brody T-Y, just for all of you who don't know that. Uh, there are different spellings of tie, just saying. Um, but yeah, go check us out. We're hoping to get podcast streaming back on. We're not sure what we're doing. If you could see our setup, it's a bit fucked right now. Um... So I don't know how we're going to end up doing that. Uh, maybe we'll just flip Brody's webcam around. Oh, wait, we can't. There's a wall there. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to have to find something out to stream the podcast again. So it might be multiple weeks before we're back doing that. Um, we're still trying to figure things out. Like like I said a few, a few weeks ago, we're, we've moved. So it's still a bit of a fucking shit fest. Um, but, you know, Brody's dad helped us set up our walls for streaming. So thank you to him. Shout out to Big Sean. Big Sean, is he a rapper? <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, life is, uh, life is moving fast, and we're trying to progress through it and do things as we have time. It's kind of hard when I'm working to, you know, set things up, but hoping to get into streaming full-time eventually uh, once my life settles down and Brody as well. But, yeah, um... We'll put a poll up on Facebook with the newest podcast. Um, Brody and I are going to sit down here right after this and record a podcast entry for a competition. So hopefully that goes well. But other than that, where can they follow us on social media, Brody? Thanks for asking, babe. <laughs> uh, as Brandon said, we will have that poll up. That'll be on our Facebook Um other than that, as always, we have our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, don't heckle us. Like, as Brandon said, we've been very, very busy with moving and getting things set up, and we're very far from being set up. Like, we have a lot of stuff to do still. So, in between that and Brandon working and all the other things, we don't really have time to post as much as we want to on our social accounts, but we are definitely trying. Um, so, look out for that, of course. Um, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are our main three. Um, other than that, um, we have a Patreon account if you're feeling so wealthy as to donate to us. Uh, we have Redbubble as well if you want to wrap some of our merch. That'd be super cool. Um, if you're looking for a new way to listen to Brandon's and mine voices, that did not come out right. Brandon, <laughs> listen to our voices. Um, as of always, we're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Music. Um, but I think that is all. Go check it out on Podbean as well, just saying. Uh, um, yeah, also, just before we end up, and wow, just before we end, thank you all for over 1,100 listens, uh, new milestone. It's always nice to see new listens in new uh, countries and new areas. So thank you so much for listening to the people in California. If you want to sponsor us or, you know, give us a boost in views and listens and followers, you know, I won't say no. Um, so go do that, please. But uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up this time. 
and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye now.